everyone. This is Nick and Victor, or Victor and Nick, or however you want to do it. And we are here to talk to y'all today. We have a very um, political-packed episode for you, and we're kind of excited to talk about this today. Yes, we are. Yeah, because, you know, there's been a lot that's happened um, in the past few weeks that has affected not only our community, the LGBT community, but just everything, every goddamn thing. I'm like, what has happened with the last few weeks? I feel like we're in a, a, a terrible-ass soap opera where everything just falling right. apart. <laughs> My goodness. But you know what? I mean, that's what life is. So, you know, welcome, everybody. This is Megasheen, and this is our political-as-hell episode today. <laughs> So, I think the biggest thing that we want to talk about is what happened in Orlando a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. the Pulse nightclub shooting. Um, So, I guess the first thing, uh, Victor, I'll start, um, like, where were you when you heard the news and how did it affect you? Well, I was was at a, a... a midnight showing of I think The Conjuring 2 um, and it was you know like a good person I always keep my phone off in the movies and when I cut it back on I had a text from my good friend my very good friend from Orlando who told me he said I was okay and I was like you're okay I was like okay what what, what are you okay from you know and I just happened to like you know just look at Twitter and I just saw everything that was coming from Orlando and coming from people who were there and it was just so much and I just couldn't believe this was happening it felt so unreal to me because it I was like wait wait what 40 and you know at one point there was port reporting wrong numbers so I was seeing you know 40 50 60 I was like wait what and and it just took me back to 9-11 when I remember walking turn the TV and I just happened to see the buildings burning and I was like thinking this must be some movie you know I was looking at but it was not and this was just kind of a shock because I was like I can't believe what's happening and we didn't have all the information at the time and I was very I just remember I was just very happy that my friend was okay because he normally goes to Pulse but that was the night he didn't go and it was just like oh my god what what just happened so I I was just reading, I was sitting in my car in the parking lot, just reading um, everything that I could find about this, and it was just shocking to see. Where were you? I, let's see, I had just left a really crowded gay club here. We were doing a a big charity event uh, that weekend, so I didn't, I really, after I got home, I just went straight to bed got up in the morning and I saw Pulse Nightclub scroll across my Twitter and I was like, now wait a minute, there was a Pulse Nightclub up here, but it's closed. So I opened the link and 20 dead off top. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I kind of kept track of it. And then it jumped from 20 to 50. I was like, well, Jesus Christ. It just really shook me because, A, 
it was a night a gay nightclub. B, my partner had worked at a nightclub up here under the same name. And C, I was just, when it was going on, I was at a really crowded club. So I'm still, even right now, kind of struggling with how to process it. I'm, I feel like I'm still in a sort of grieving state, but more really pissed off that it happened. Yeah. And it was just, like you said, it felt like I haven't felt that scared since 9-11. And I think, because, you know, a lot of things don't really scare me, but that really shook me. Yeah, it. I just couldn't believe that it would happen. It, it's hard to say I can't believe that because it is, is hap- things like this have happened to us in the past. We've had tragedies that involve, you know, clubs and bars where people were, like, for example, in New Orleans, people were burned alive in a gay club, locked in and burned alive in the gay club. Like, this has happened before, but I just didn't think it would happen now. And to know that this person was a very troubled person, his name is Omar, was a very troubled person, and there was just so much stuff out there about him. he, you know, and, and, and what bothered me so much was we were so focused about if he's if, if he's a terrorist, if he's part of ISIS, is you know, all these things. And um, I, I, it's interesting because he claimed he did this out of ISIS, but he's really not ISIS. But I think people got so caught up about that that they forgot that this wasn't just a... They just thought of it as, well, this is an attack of America because of, you know... Islamic terrorism and to me it was not it was an attack on us it was an attack on for it was attack on us for being who we were who we are and it was just really really just a deep punch just to know that that's what he did especially when his father was um, on the news saying that you know oh he's not a terrorist he just didn't like two men kissing. Like that was just, just simple, just a simple reason, you know. And I was like, right. that just hurt me so much. I was like, so he, because he didn't like to see us kissing, he did this. This it 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 pushed him to do this to us. And then the fact that he was in the club, he's been there. It was like he had this reason to do it. Now, all these rumors start popping up that he was gay and on the apps. And I think the FBI said that they don't have any proof that he was on the apps or anything like that. But it just really still hits me that this was an attack on our people. This was an attack to our community. And that he felt the need. When you just break it down sometimes, is that's, that's the part that just gets me is he... He went in there with the idea of murdering us because of who we are. He went in with this war weapon and shot up all these people because of who they were. And it just triggers so much hate in him that that's his alternative. You know, not I'm going to shout and call you all these names or just, you know, not the type of hatred that you see when people like, shouting out Bible scriptures and everything at the club. 
it it motivated him to murder us. And it, yeah, I, yeah. It, I, I well, going back to you know these things happening to us random, well, periodically. Um, like I said, you said the the nightclub in New Orleans. That was a. Uh, it was called the Upstairs Lounge, mm-hmm. where it got firebombed, uh, just for some people who don't. Um, don't know. It happened on uh, Sunday, June 24th in 1973. Of course, it was Pride. It was the last day of Pride weekend. And about 30, 32 people were killed during that day. And the person who, they, nobody was ever charged or suspected of uh, doing this. But going back to this shooter I know when it first came out, I knew it wasn't any kind of war on terror or some kind of radical Islamic, Islamic Muslim that was trying to, you know, start some kind of war on terror on us. It, it was it didn't make sense, honestly. And usually, if it doesn't make sense, it's not really true. Mm-hmm. So I already kind of figure that he was either a closeted case and he was bent on he couldn't live with himself or he was so caught up in his own shit that other people living in their truth pissed him off so much that the only thing he could do was retaliate and hell it was reported that his wife even knew he was gay which is a mess anyway it was reported that she drove him to the club which that bitch should have be under the jail um I just I hate that the media wants to initially when it, the reports came out that he was Muslim that they want to put him in a box saying he was a terrorist they always do this with brown or uh, non-white people that if you're brown, then you're automatically an extremist. If you're white, then you're a lone wolf and have some kind of mental disabilities. Right. Always do that. And the media should be really ashamed of themselves of how they how quick they jump to that conclusion when they had basically no facts. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have they didn't have a lot of facts. They, what they had was he. I mean, he was on the FBI watch. They he was on that. But the interesting piece was he was on this watch, he was on this list, and he was still able to purchase this gun. And that's right. something that I was really also pissed about was the fact that he's on this list. He's on, you know, like a no-fly list. Like he's on these type of lists that he should not be able to get a gun and there should have been a stronger check on that. And we'll get on that a little bit later. But it was just interesting that he was able to get this gun and you're right, the media did jump to this. And I somewhat, somewhat see why they did it because of why he was on the list and, you know, and just because he was talking a lot of foolishness and talking a lot of re- talking very recklessly, it put him on there, but he had no true affiliations with anything. This is a man who was, you know, looking for something. When you're looking for attention, you're going to lie yourself to things that's going to make you bigger than what you really are. And that's what he was trying to do. But what I also, you know, jumping back to what you were saying about how the media was playing this, it's so funny that we were learning everything about 
this this bastard that we didn't know as much about the man who was coming to LA to try to do the same thing. We didn't know anything about this white boy who came from Indiana. We still don't know that much about him. <clears throat> His name has been only like been echoed like maybe a few times. We don't know nothing about this dude was hoping to come to L.A. and do this. We really don't know that much about this. There was like two Marines that were making jokes about doing this, too. We don't really. And they all white, white, white and white. And I'm just sitting here like, that's funny how we don't know that much about them. And there's not a lot of hype about them. Like the man coming to Los Angeles. I need to. I feel like we should have saw his face and everything. Like when you Google this situation. If you Google, if you Google, Google, if you Google um, anything about potential uh, issues and potential shootings at Gay Pride, Omar comes up more than the white dude. And the white dude, yes, we don't know what he really was going to do, but he had a bunch of weapons with him, and there was yes, and we still don't know that much about him. So I find that very interesting that. We still don't know that much about this particular guy, and he did not carry out anything, but still, we should know what he's about. But we got all this stuff, and now we got telenovelas about um, <laughs> Omar. We got, we got, um, I don't know who this man was. Lurch came up on TV talking about they were lovers, and he did this out of revenge for him. And I felt like, sir, are you trying to like hype this up to make you like that you was worth him going crazy to kill people because that's what I got from it. And I was really mad. Like I said, first of all, I was sitting there like, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm going to be petty. I looked at this man and I was like, sir, he didn't kill all those people for you. I'm sorry. Ain't that good. No, I'm about to say the one thing about gay people is <laughs> we can be shallow as F and that you, sir, Lurch, Insidious, they were not trying. No, don't do that. Don't try to get your media moment on the deaths of these people. Don't do that. I was sitting there like if I was sitting there with threw water all up in his face and melt off that horrible makeup. Because I'm like, you are lying just so you can get your minutes. And I want people to not try to get their stardom because of this. You know, if you were there and you're talking about this, that's fine. You were there. You were in this massacre and you know my heart goes out to you but let's not try to milk it you know i don't want to see people all of a sudden trying to go everywhere um to do it like that preacher have you heard about that preacher um who was saying that you know he he's been on the news talking about that i think he's latino what have you talking about how like oh they deserved it and everything else and next thing i know he's only you know doing these little press conferences i was like why y'all talking to him why are you giving him space to run his nasty ass mouth. Why y'all sitting up here letting him sit up here and talk about this type of foolishness? We already know where he stands, but I was happy to know that um his landlord for his little raggedy ass church said, No, nah, bitch, you ain't gonna be here no more with this hate. So guess what? You are evicted. Uh so they put him out. And I was like, That's what your ass get. Cause you was trying to be seen, and now you was seen, and they said, bitch, out. And that's what I'm talking about. So I was happy about that, but I am getting a little bothered with these people trying to come up with a story. What are we gonna get next? We'll get somebody else saying, "Oh, we were in an orgy together." That was that was the one. Uh, I think it was the one that you were talking about. Like the uh, the guy had a threesome, mm. and 
one of them was HIV positive. I was like, you know what? 49 <laughs> people are dead. Yes. This ain't time to be doing these randy blue ass stories yeah. up on back, literally the dead bodies of these people. So how fucking dare you run your mouth in bad makeup and bad wigs. I know. I you know, tell you these stories. Like, what are you doing? I know, looking I, like a broke Liberace sitting up there. I'm, I, I was just... I, I, I watched it and I, was, I had to get up and walk out. I was like, this man is trying to get, who knows what he's trying to get. I'm like, you, I was like, okay. Because in, cause any, cause any good, if you're going to be in a scandal, be in a scandal. I was like, you know, some people have pictures. Some people have like, you could have had like you and him. Like a part of me was like, if you're going to try to get us to believe this, y'all should have pictures of y'all laying in the bed. Because you know, some of these, these girls who be going after Justin Beavers and all that stuff, they got pictures of them in the bed with, you know, like that, you know, to try to be Cardi B, be Cardi B, but don't sit up here and just like, oh, we were together. I'm like, you don't have no pictures. We are in a new information age that, you right. know, if you're going to make up these stories, you need to have some proof. So I'm saying for the rest of y'all, don't do this. Do not do this because this is going to make you look bad at the end of the day. <clears throat> so don't do that, right. you know, and I was just really disheartened to see that. But what I was also disheartened to see like, was how <clears throat> this became almost whitewashed in so many different ways. And I give an example. Um, I think it was New York Times or somebody was doing interviews about, you know, talking about, you know, going to a gay bar, going to gay clubs. And what was so sour about it all was they were asking a bunch of white folks about... So, you know, what was your first experience? And granted, they were talking to some celebrities. I get that. There's more white, you know, LGBT celebrities than, you know, people of color. I get that. But they talked to mostly, all I think, about just two. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, so Latin night. Let's remind everybody, this was Latin night. Predominantly, people of color were at this bar. Uh -huh. And you're going to go and find some of the whitest ones to talk about their experience. Where was Ricky Martin? Could you find Ricky Martin? Could you find um, Huck from Scandal? His name is slipping <laughs> me. Can y'all not find people of color to do this? Can y'all not talk to Michael Sam, the, bat the, uh, the basketball player who oh. retired? You know, there was so many oh, other man. people. The, fo the other football player, the black man who also retired, um, oh, his name is Super Me too. But there was a, there was enough, you know, um, Todrick Hall. Could y'all not talk to other people of color about their experience? Because guess RuPaul. who got RuPaul? They talked to RuPaul. They did talk to RuPaul. They did. Okay. Um, but I was like, could y'all, could y'all reach out to find more people of color to do this? Because I just feel like you were whitewashing uh, this experience. You know, first, and then you have the nerve at another time to invite Nick Jonas and his gay bay ass up on stage to be the first one, of the first people to speak. Like he's actually been in the trenches for years. I was like, this bitch ain't been in the trenches. He's been in the trenches for a, barely a year. He's been thirst trapping everybody, but I don't think that's a qualification for him to be talking about, you know, lives lost. But no, he got his little. Six pack, six pack, you know, abs up there, and he, you know, he is cute to a degree, but let's not reward 
cuteness with all of this responsibility. You know, I'm just like, you gave him a lot. And I'm like, you're going to get him up there to talk about these situations. And it was funny because if you listen, like if you watch, there's a clip online, you can watch where people were kind of disrespectful to him. And I was like, well, yeah, they have the right to be disrespectful because we just lost lives within our community. And you get this, like I said, you know, cupcake gay bait up there to talk about his love for Broadway and how he has gay fans or friends and how we gonna we gonna make it through. I'm like, okay, well that's great, but we didn't ask for you to do this. We we're grieving. We don't want to hear from you right now. You go back and take your shirt off. That's that's what you are to most of us, but you're not that person. If you're gonna get a straight ally up or get somebody who has done something who has the credentials, the receipts of being an ally. That's why I always thought it should have been Cindy Lauper up there. If anybody who's going to be up there representing New York, who has done a lot for our community, it should have been Cindy Lauper, who has raised so much money for LGBT homeless youth, who has been, you know, our ally since the 80s. This woman works her heart out for us, donate concerts to us. But y'all, and maybe she was busy, but if you're going to get people, get people who have you know, some experience in being, you know, strong allies, not somebody who is teasing us that, oh, I may be gay, I may not, I may have sucked dick, I may not, bitch, you suck dick or don't, so that's not gay bait us about what you did and what you didn't do, so that, you right. know, I he, yes, that pissed me off so much, <laughs> they really did. Well, see, this goes back to our one of our earlier episodes, like, how gay media whitewashes it so much like only gay guys gay white guys actually gay wealthy white guys let's call it 100 are the only ones that are attractive i mean there is such um what is this it's such a divide in the gay community mm-hmm. i mean you have to be look at willa grace look at queer as folk Look at these uh, attitude and um, all these gay magazines. It goes back to the a gay media so white hashtag that was uh, so popular. It's just like they smudge out or erase people of color, and while also taking what makes them so unique and putting a dollar amount on it. Like all we can offer is things to be monetized. It's just so irritating. And I don't know why in the hell they had Nick Jonas up there. I'm like, I, I looked at, I saw, I think you retweeted it uh, with a uh, a little bit of shade. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I can't put my energy on watching this little boy because he's not worth the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to hate watch it because that's just something I don't do. Yeah. But also... Um, I was doing a little research about violence in the uh, LGBTQ community, and most of it is towards people of color. Yes. Uh, the National National Coalition of Anti-Violence Program, in 2015, they did a study, and 62% of homicide victims in the gay and lesbian community, 50% were black, 13% were Latino, and only 9% were white. And 
this is not even including the transgender community yeah. that are just being killed left and right and nobody is talking mm. about them. And see, the interesting about the, that study was when you do add them in, I want to say I did see something where it was 80%. We are 80, we make up 80% of the violence that, you know, that happens to us in, in the overall mm-hmm. queer community. And that, <clears throat> that's very disheartening because when you think about it, we are, we are so exposed to the horrors of it all. We are so exposed yeah. to the violence. And then when you want to whitewash it, you're basically making us so vulnerable. You're making us, you, you're putting it on people who, yeah, there are things that happen to white people. We're not sitting up here at white, you know, the white queer community. We're not saying it doesn't. But because you're whitewashing it, you are ignoring that there are things that are happening to us. I think about our trans sisters and brothers, mostly our trans sisters, who are dying, who are being murdered horribly out there. You know, like, I remember last year was just a horrible year. We still are losing lives this year. And, um, and I also think about incarceration because a lot of our trans sisters are getting arrested, put into prisons, and then forced to be placed, you know, in the male prison you know, because they're not going to recognize, you know, their their gender, that you yeah. know that they that they have that they are that they are, and they're going to put them in prison with men, and they're going to you know which will be put them in more danger and that violence. So it's just again when you are focusing so much on the white face of everything and and ignoring who we are and ignoring the you know the plight that we're going through we are so vulnerable to everything we are we are it's just deeper than that because we're being ignored on that level and that's just too much when you think about the fact that we are just so ignored we are we make up the majority of the violence within this community we are at we are at a state of emergency almost and you want to talk about when um some gay white boy from YouTube, you know, when he went to the when the first gay club. No, you need to talk to us. How, you know, gay bars and gay clubs are our sanctuary. How that's our escape in so many ways. And how when someone goes in and shoots up our safe space, we're like, where else we gotta go? Because I don't wanna go home to my religious family. I don't wanna go out to the community because they don't even like me. They gonna call me names. I don't wanna go out into certain parts of my community because you know masculinity masculinity is so as fragile you know i can't be myself i can't do anything else and so this is one place i can go is the bar and then you're shooting it up and then i now have nobody to talk to because you focused it on what you know asher and bradley are doing at their gay bar (laughs) what stephanie and what Molly is doing, like I said, you can't do that to us. You can't do this to us. This came, this came in our community. This hit us. You need to know how this affects us. Uh huh. Exactly. You can talk to all queer people you want, but this affects us in a very different way because our struggle is not the same struggle. And I feel like that that just I don't want to see any more articles where y'all are talking to some, you know, 
Abercrombie and Fitch looking boy about his experience. Like, okay, well, you know what? His experience is going to be great because he can go to any gay bar and have a good time. But us, we can't always go to every gay bar and have a good time without being profiled, without being looked at, without being placed in a box of, ooh, is he a mandingo? Or is he going to be this, or if you Asian, are you going to be a giggling bottom that I can take over? So, you know, we don't have these options. So, yeah. don't don't try to whitewash these stories. You need to talk to us. It affects us very deeply. Yeah. Talk to us. And you know, with always with a tragedy, it becomes political. Mm-hmm. And the politics are running rampant and gun control popped up again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it was the week after it happened, uh, the senator... Uh, Chris Murphy from Connecticut he led a 15 hour filibuster that was actually um, very I would say it really hit a nerve with a lot of people Mm -hmm. Um, if you haven't seen any of the videos I would highly uh, recommend his last I would say 5-10 minute speech before he ended the filibuster because he had, uh, he actually was a representative, uh, he represented the district that Sandy Hook was in. And we all know what happened there. Kids just brutally murdered mm-hmm. and no, no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Uh, and after he gave his filibuster, Senate did like they always do, didn't do shit voted down four basically common sense bills and it's just like at this point you know prayers and condolences really don't mean shit especially after a lot of these republicans voted no to uh gay rights voted no for this or that that helped that would have made us more secure and another person that kind of got her comeuppance or was pushed into the uh, spotlight was the Florida Attorney General Pat Bondi, or Pam Bondi, I'm sorry. She had an interview with uh, Anderson Cooper. I, I don't know if you saw this or not. Mm, but, saw, uh, yeah. She was saying, oh, you need to be aware of the scams in Orlando that uh, are helping are trying to uh, scam the victims' families and the relatives. Anderson, in his silver fox type of way, um, well, he said, well, I've never heard you speak like this. And talking to a lot of the members down here of the LGBTQ community, you've never really been a champion for gay rights. And she got got flustered and, like, I've always been a champion for gay rights, yada, yada, yada. So, I did a little research on her. So, in 2013, this bitch, uh, she gave up a probe of Trump University. Oh, I'm sorry, Trump Institute was the affiliate of Trump uh, University. And this is after Donald Trump pledged $25,000 to her re-election mm. bid. Mm. And 
and 2015, after uh, the Supreme Court uh, legalized same-sex marriage, the lawyers that were fighting for same-sex marriage uh, filed a lawsuit to her, to the state of Florida, asking for money, you know, that they spent arguing this. She said, no, it's, uh, you all should cover the costs, even though their state had tried to put a ban on, a ban on same-sex marriage. Mess. And, which I thought was really, uh, rich as they would say in Dynasty, she was divorced twice, <laughs> and the third one was called off. Mm. I'm like, you know what? But you don't have try to have a two cent in about somebody marriages. You can't keep your own right together. It's just like uh, people like her really piss me off. Like I don't have any kind words for her or people like her. I don't either. And it's also funny because she is also a supporter of of the Demon Orange, Orange Demon. Uh-huh. Uh, Donald yeah. Trump, and and I I think about what he said after the the Orlando tragedy, about how he was right. Look at that, he was right. I was like, so that's all you have to say. It's about you being right. You, I was like, you know what? You can go to hell too. She can go to hell. She can go to hell. <clears throat> wearing all type of flammable underwear, she can go all the way to hell because. I saw that and I was like, you have never did anything for us but try to keep us down and out. So how dare right. you even try to have, talk about, this is about us today. I was like, well, you ain't never thought about us before. And, you know, and somebody, somebody brought it up to me and said, well, maybe this may change her heart. I was like, no. we, I said, we will see. But her, well, I said, but those walls are thick in her heart for about us. And so I, I don't know about that. But it was interesting to see you know, how it did switch into a political stance. But it was funny because even, I think, after that filibuster or somewhere in, in the, either before or after, the Republicans voted to um, not support a queer or LGBT-inclusive bill right after that. So I was yep. like, I said, y'all, your, your, your thoughts and prayers were just vapor because it didn't even hold, you didn't even, it didn't even, it didn't even motivate you to get this across. Your... Your, I, I guess I'm. I don't say hate because you know I know it's also driven by money, too, and 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 they want to keep their little raggedy jobs, but that all of that is the reason why we can't have. This is ridiculous. The fact that you are allowing people outside, you know, to people outside of all this to kind of to control your votes on just giving us equal war, equal rights is just ridiculous. So yeah, I saw that happen after this that situation. But I also saw how during you know, after the filibuster, how people were just kind of like trying to dismiss it so much and I'm like, no, this is very serious because if we look at the issue about the guns and what people get kind of caught up with guns is I understand a lot of us do not know a lot about guns. We just don't. There's a lot of things, you know, I, I mean, I grew up with guns. I grew up, I'm from the South. So I grew up with guns in the house. My grandmother had a couple of guns. Mr. Jesse, her boyfriend, had guns. I, I, I was used to that. I learned how to shoot a gun when I was young. But the thing is, 
there's a difference between a rifle that you use for hunting and a damn AK-15 or wherever they are that you use for battle. And right. now you have people talking about they need these things for battle. For battle, battle for what? What are you battling? When did deers become, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and running around like Predator? Like, when did they become Predator? When did they become alien? When you have to have these type of guns to shoot a, a goddamn deer, a rabbit, a bunny? Like, when do you, you start needing these type of guns for that? And But then you hear people like, oh, I need to protect my home. I'm like, protect your home? So you're going to get this gun loaded with all these rounds to protect your home. Meanwhile, there are kids, little kids, finding these guns. They're dying almost every other week. Right. Two-year-olds, three-year-olds, because they find these guns at home. White kids, too. And that's and you brought up Sandy Hook. I think that was interesting, too, because, you know, a part of me thought, and, and this is not to be disrespectful, but, you know, a part of me was like, you know, there's a lot of white kids that were ki- killed, so I'm sure this is going to pass. And it didn't. Right. And, that, and that's why I, I just said to myself, well, damn, if white kids, little white kids, little white babies can't get this, this law changed, then what will, you know? And so I think Obama has moved in some executive pieces to do that, but it's still been an uphill battle. They are still trying to do that. And the fact that the NRA has really got some deep strings in these people is just ludicrous to me. Ludicrous to me. And the NRA has basically everybody by the balls. Yeah. And um, somebody had tweeted the people who voted down all of the bills. Uh, somebody tweeted how much money they got from yes. the NRA. And I was like, well, you know, take this mess, take this information. And this goes out to everybody um, listening. If you're uh, able to vote in November take this message, all this information and get these motherfuckers out of the office. I mean, that's the only way that yeah. they're going to listen. I mean, you can't... Talking to them is not working. We can't get to their money because the NRA is, you know, this beast that... Fuck, it's like Hydra. Yeah. Yeah, so just get them out of office. That's the only way we're going to be able to do something about it. Yeah, you should. And Especially after seeing just how they react to all this, but then also to see that we had, we just, you know, I think Rep. John Lewis let this sit in. We had a sit in for a long time this past week, too, about these guns and bring it to a vote. And how it was interesting that Paul Ryan, with his ghastly looking ass, didn't want to bring it to a vote. He was talking about it's a publicity stunt. I was like, bitch, you're, you running for vice president was a, politi- was a political stunt, was a publicity stunt. It was all those things, too. The fact that you, you know, was doing all this drama about, oh, I don't know if I want to be, you know, in Congress again, or I don't want to be this, I don't want to be in this role. I don't know, I want to do it. Then turn around and did it. Or when you um, put on that drama about, oh, I don't support Donald Trump. Oh, I don't like him. Oh, well, I think I can't like him. All of what you were doing is a, it's a publicity stunt. All that was a publicity stunt. So don't talk about what's a publicity stunt. The fact that there was another one, there was another Republican that was trying to talk about that this sit-in is a disgrace to civil rights. I'm like, um, do you know who's sitting down there, sir? We got right. John S. Lewis. John Civil Rights Lewis, who was sitting there. This man has been in the thick of it in real life with, with King 
was beaten, all that stuff. Salmon, dogs, yes. So if anybody's gonna know about sinning, it's gonna be him. He was sitting there. He knows what the battle's all about, and he was leading that battle. And I was greatly appreciated about. I was very appreciative of that because I was like, this man knows what he's doing. And you saw everybody, you know, they got information and joined in to that. However, what was what was interesting to me as we kind of get into this political stuff was Bernie Sanders. Now, most people know on Twitter that I am not the biggest fan of this girl. I am not, to me, this person is not Beyonce. He's Taylor Swift to me. And so I do not, I never picked up what Bernie was putting down. I never did. I, I appreciate the work, but I just never saw it for him. Right. But to me, when all this was going down, I thought this should have been where he had a moment. This should have been where he could have, this is how I thought of, if I was, if I was his political part, if I was like in his group and I was um, a, a counselor or an advisor I would have said this is your time to go in and really show people who you are because we've heard that you are this fighter that you are this trooper you should have been leading a lot of these discussions you should have been really talking about it and pushing it I understand that Wall Street is your jam but this was something everybody could have really uh, would have liked to heard from you and we didn't really hear from you um, you came in as bits and pieces, but what was so funny was even and and somebody said, well, the filibuster that was Senate and all that. So I was like, I said, it doesn't matter, you know. You he's still a sitting senator. He's still a member of Congress. So when this was going down, the sit-in was going down. Uh, I was just watching it and watching it and watching. I was like, okay, so this could have been a moment where he popped in too. Right. So I went on Twitter. I was like, you know, where's Bernie at? You know, and then somebody, you know, Bernie has his fans and they jumped in quick. Well, he's a senator and this is all, and, he's, and these are all the House representatives. And I was like, okay, well, I'm looking at more pictures and I see Senator Elizabeth Warren down there, sitting there. It's like, isn't she a senator? She's down there. Where is he at? Where is he? He popped in though. He did pop in, and it was about funny. Five minutes. He yeah, he popped in about five to eight minutes, waved, and left. He was no longer. He wasn't there for ten minutes, and they talked to him. And they was like, "Well, Bernie, you know, you know where you been? You know, we would have hoped to see you a little bit more. You know, heard some speeches right. from you, saw your wig. No, <laughs> no, he said." I'm out here campaigning. I said, okay, yeah, I said that. I was like, you, I said campaigning. Campaigning, bitch, you lost. You lost. Why, who you campaigning to? Where you at? And here in a few, a few days ago, he said, oh, I'm going to vote for Hillary. If that's the case, why are you still campaigning? Yeah, why are you that campaigning? Who you talking to? I'm like, so... You had to take a little bit of your time to go down here. I'm like, you are a sitting senator. You should have been down there. I don't know why you out here 
campaigning. I'm like, campaigning for what? You lost? I don't know what you're trying to do. That's like if, <laughs> that's like, okay, I'm on a prices right. We spinning the wheel. I lost because this person got a hundred. They, they got the hundred, the one dollar. So they, they won. I only got 60 cents. But bitch, I'm still swing. I'm still spinning this wheel. That's what he's doing. What you doing? They've been asking me, "What are you doing?" I'm still spinning the wheel, so I'm hoping I can get up to a dollar too. I'm, I'm, as, you know, I'm just, I'm just spinning that wheel, still spinning that right. wheel. Or I'm at the pageant, and Miss Texas won, but I'm still standing on stage. Like, well, I guess I'm gonna win too soon. Oh, right, right, like, girl. Where's my crown? It's just like. <laughs> Bernie, go, just go sit down. Just I'm go tired sit down. I'm tired of looking at you. And, like, a lot of people, um, there is a difference between the filibuster and what happened in the House of Reps. Because mm-hmm. the filibuster, I mean, that can go on for a while, but so long, like, the person who's doing the filibuster has to stand up there. They can't, nobody can approach them when they're when they have the floor mm-hmm. the only people that can help them is if they yield their time to somebody else i think i have that right uh but a yeah. sit-in nobody this i don't think a sit-in has happened in the house of representatives um so no i don't think it has Ryan, yeah I, I really don't think it has like so paul, the speaker of the house uh paul ryan who looks like he was a wannabe stand-in for uh, Sean Cody videos. Mm. Um, he didn't. Re- he really didn't know what to do. So he he kind of uh, recessed the floor. Everybody sat down there. I mean, the the sit-in uh, happened for like twenty-five hours. So it's. I was very proud of some of these uh, politicians, the Democratic politicians, and they weren't even asking. I felt like they were asking for like the bare minimum. They was asking for just a vote. Yeah. They weren't asking for all this fucking legislation to be passed. It seems like people want to give us bare uh, breadcrumbs, and then we're supposed to be satisfied with that. I'm like, no, this is common fucking sense. And like, I'm really over a lot of the bullshit that people are trying to feed us. Yeah. You know, once you get woke, it's hard to be unwoke. Yeah. So, you know, this is a hearty fuck you to all of these Republican candidates, politicians, the NRA. You know what? Fuck y'all. They, yes. Yes, because I'm sort of like, really y'all? Really? And it's interesting because... Going back on Paul Ryan about this publicity stunt, I was like, your candidate for president is a publicity stunt. Your messed up candidate sitting up here praising the whole Brits situation, and that was another foolish mess. So, quickly about this, Brits is <laughs> this vote that they want, I guess, you know, make Britain, it's independent from from Europe, from the European nation, um, union, I'm messing it all up, but they they wanted to be independent, and these folks voted to to leave. And what was so interesting about that was it was a lot of baby boomers, people, someone in my generation, voting to leave, 
and a lot of the young people voted to stay, but for some reason the young folks didn't come out to vote, and yep. and then now they at the situation. But what was so funny was people were like, oh, I didn't think this was gonna happen when I voted to leave. I'm surprised now. I don't want it. I'm like, oh, you don't want it now. Did you not realize that beforehand? You did not realize that y'all about to become broke? The Dow went down sharply quick. I was like, they went downtown in the hood. That that Dow dropped. And I was like, woo. Stocks closed over here like 600 points lower. Yep. Um, Oof. Like, I heard, well, I think I saw an article from the BBC that Japan uh, has halted trading with them. (laughs) Uh, y'all about to be broke they are um, a banking firm is starting to move jobs like 2,000 jobs from uh, London to Frankfurt uh, and another place in the uh, European Union it's just a lot of people don't recognize how serious this is this is what happens when racist people vote to close their borders and somebody said it best on Twitter Britain basically damn near colonized the whole world by giving everybody this sort of democracy that they need to have and then all of a sudden they want to close their borders this is only to keep immigrants mainly Muslims and brown people out of the country that's what it really comes down to and that, that's what it was the xenophobic racism foolishness that they want to keep things to themselves i'm like well you do that but don't you don't you know that diversity keeps the world moving not just at you know not for production you know for the fact of just having different type, you know kids and keeping people alive right. but money wise this money is diverse as f you don't just cut it off for white dollars white dollars don't pay nothing no more like it's not it's not the same anymore it's it really so you need to, for the fact they did that was Horrific, and now they see it. I'm about y'all about to be broke, so get ready for that. But they do have two years, so with it before this really goes into effect, so who knows? And I and I was sitting there thinking, what does the queen have to say? And and they have nothing. They don't have really any power in this. I was like, well, damn, what they up there for? Just to be pretty? I'm like, basically. Sounds like that. Was and, Go ahead. Like uh, I just read an article today. That oh we want to redo count. I'm <laughs> like okay girl no. You and all that. a lot of people like they have to change trade agreements. They have to trade change <laughs> uh, agriculture, uh, information technology, entertainment. Um, Game of Thrones is uh, shot in Ireland, Britain, all the way around the United Kingdom. So a lot of those. Uh, trademark, well, not trademarks, but those trade agreements and those uh, contracts that they have. What are you going to do about those? See, it's just they did what it wasn't thinking, and that should. Be, and it was funny because you know Donald Trump is over in uh, Scotland talking about stuff, and then he got his ass dragged because he was talking about how Scotland voted to you know do the same thing, and they were like, no, no, we no. voted to stay. <laughs> so, bitch, have a seat. But yeah. what was so funny because what was so funny about that is because he's he was talking about how that can happen here, 
And then you got people in Texas talking. I'm like, no, let me. I said, let's talk about why that's not going to happen here, because as we've learned, and 2012 was the big catalyst for all of this, because of minority voters, because because of women voters, that minority and women determine elections, and they are not going to sit here and be like, oh, let's just let Donald Trump come up in here. I, I really believe he's not going to get it. I'm not in any fear of him getting it. So therefore, I'm I'm not completely... I, I feel like I in my gut, I have been right the past eight years about how these elections play out. Because, um, you know, back in 2012, people really doubted that Obama was going to come back. And I was like, no, he's going to come back because people are not that lost. I think now people are not going to let... I mean, they're going to vote for Trump, but they're not going to let this happen. We will not have somebody mess us up. There's proof that he will mess up the economy he has no true allies i mean the people that he has as allies is putin and that crazy ass korean leader and no north korea leader and um nobody cares for them nobody likes putin right nobody likes that other guy either so i'm like they don't like them so we don't care if russia likes you like, no, we don't care about that. We don't like Putin. A lot of people don't like Putin. So get that out of your head. I think it's really interesting that, that you know, after seeing what happened in in Britain and they want Texas, uh, I go back and forth for Texas. I'm like, if y'all did succeed, I don't, do you know y'all will fall apart? Like, uh-huh. a lot of y'all not smart enough. To tr- <laughs> I was like, this not going to work. And if people of color are smart, they'll just leave. Like, okay, well, y'all go on and say, we're going to move elsewhere and do something else. Y'all just sit there and be poor folks, looking dirty, looking like the, the Great Depression folks, running out there looking right. for some free um, SpaghettiOs and something to eat. Y'all go on out there to separate. Go on so we can laugh at you, so you can be the joke of the world. So, now, I- If uh, Texas had seceded from the United States, because this is not going to happen, yeah. So, Mexico would have to put a border on there. Who else is bordering uh, Texas? Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, um, what, I think New Mexico? <laughs> uh, all of the states that are bordering Texas would now have to put some kind of border on Put a, a wall. Is Donald Trump going to yeah. build this wall, too? Going to put a wall all around there? Because we're barring them out. So, yeah, Texas would be known as, I guess, uh, what's the in Hunger Games would be... Was it section twelve? You'll be District Seventeen, District Seventeen, Texas. I don't know what y'all be doing. I guess y'all be eating a whole bunch of brisket and probably each other after a while because you won't have any ass money. So (laughs) y'all be eating plants, people, and brisket. That's what's gonna happen. So if y'all want to separate y'all raggedy asses, you go on and do it. But we ain't here for it. Well, some of us are here for it. People are like, y'all can go. So it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that that's how people feel about Texas, but um, I will say as we kind of close up on this discussion, I really hope that the our community, the queer community, get together and realize our true power and fight this whole gun control issue. We need to put our power now. Like somebody asked, what is our biggest fight? As there's uh, there's other fights, you know, the, the the fight for our, you know, our rights and jobs and for job protection and, and, and fighting for our trans brothers and sisters and fighting for the equality bill. But I think this is another fight that we need to add. We really need to take on the NRA. 
we really need to take on these sad ass Republicans who are voting, even some of the Democrats who are voting to not right. allow us to have background checks, which Bernie also voted for. He didn't want background checks. Just put right, it out I there. Was about to say that. <laughs> that's, that's my shade moment for him too. But I'm just saying that we need to be able to vote for background checks, stronger, you know, restrictions on these type of guns. Um, and I think this is where we as a people can really put our power in and really lobby for this. We have, you know, HRC, y'all can get into this battle. Other, you know, gay orgs, wherever y'all are, what you want to call yourselves, y'all need to be in this battle because this is a time that we can really make something happen. We join into this. You know, we can be like the veil in Game of Thrones, come in at the minute and save sexy ass Jon Snow. We can go we can go in there and save the day. We can be the veil. We can be the veil. Yeah, I, I really think I think uh Washington Post maybe had an art, article about the gay community battling the NRA and how we just might have the balls and know how to do it, which I 100% agree. I think cuz the the gay community intersects at so many other minorities. I mean, you got the gay, the uh, the blacks. We got Asians. We got Latinos. We got this. We got that, and we intersect in religions too. So I think after uh, same sex marriage equality was passed, everybody was looking at our okay. What do we do now? This is what we do now. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we do now, and we can't rest. We can't be afraid we have to you know put our head down and power through this because this is going to be a really really important battle that doesn't not just affect us but it affects everybody and i really think that the gay community will be able to do this um with that being said i know what we have a few months left until november so I need everybody to get your ass up and vote. Get your mama, your daddy, your uh, grandmama, your grandpappy, your brothers and sisters, that aunt that you really can't stand, uh, that cousin <laughs> that uh, gets on your nerves, that has three baby daddies. Get everybody to vote because this is very. This is too important not to vote. And if you can't vote, then you don't really have a say. You can't complain. That's true. Yes, and all and as I said in the last episode, all of y'all who are upset about Hillary being the choice because you're you're still on the fence about her, we ain't got time for your woes. We do not have time for your woes. You see what's at stake. So if you guess you're with her, boss up. You with her because that's our only choice. There ain't nowhere else to go. So, oh, and let's say uh, in 2012, uh, was it 2012 or 2008, whenever Hillary was running against Barack Obama, 2008, the people that were voting for Hillary came to Obama's side. So it's not like this is some kind of weird-ass thing that people are asking the Bernie supporters to do. Mm-hmm. It has always happened. So, bitch, get information and get in line. Because we are, it is funny because this the, the people who are making a complaint can't afford to be under a a, a Trump presidency. So I was because you know I I'm, I'm I'm throwing shade, and I don't mean to, but I guess I am. Well, like I said before, we saw that hashtag. 
I guess I'm with her. I'm like, okay, this is coming from people who cannot afford to live under his presidency. So I need for y'all to get out of your little raggedy woes and just realize this is what we're dealing with. It's like when you at work and they said, well, we have all these new files we need to input and you may not like it, but you need this job. So you need to go ahead and do it. You complain. Right. You can complain at lunch, but yes, you're going to be here working late. Get this done. No overtime. This is what it is, y'all. So we're going to have to take care of this and do this because I am not going to live in a Trump nation. I refuse. I will not do it. So get out of your woes and vote because this is too, everything is at stake. So much is at stake. For us as gay people, it's a lot at stake. Um, we have Supreme Court. People have to get like we because what you call it may res, may um, retire. And there's still an open seat in there. Still open seat. Um, raggedy ass Uncle Tom is about to retire. So there may be two seats. We have to think mm-hmm. about that. We got to think about our economy. We got to think about how we're going to handle some of these battles in different countries. And we mm-hmm. still got to worry about, you know, jobs and how that's going. So we need to continue what Obama, I believe, what Obama has been working on. Hillary is the only one who can do that. Trump can't even, he doesn't even know the difference from Scotland from England. So therefore... He can't even keep this casino open. Yeah, he can't even, he can't even, he had the nerve to do a, 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 a damn, hell, I'll call it a podcast, what it felt like, a uh, podcast from his um, Soho hotel that no one goes to. So he's trying to drive in Revenue for that. He got places that are about to go bankrupt now. So I'm like, we we don't need somebody who has bankrupt bankruptcy in their history trying to run for president. Plural. Yeah, plural. So it's not even, this is not a joke, folks. So I hope that, you know, y'all do the right thing and then you go out and vote because we have a lot going on. Um, and not just about, it's not really about Hillary, Bernie, or Trump. It's also about our lives our children's lives, our right to have a good time, and just our right to be. Right. And don't forget, the the politicians work for us. We don't work for them. Yeah. So stop being stupid, too. Stop being stupid about what they're telling y'all. Y'all get on my nerves, especially y'all down in the South, not understanding these people ain't never been for y'all. Y'all be voting for McConnell, his raggedy, ugly, Muppet ass. So in Kentucky, I'll, I'll be like, y'all, look, I've been in, I lived in Kentucky for many years. I don't understand why y'all keep letting this man come up in here. I know there was a woman running against him and she wasn't the best, but y'all Alan, really, Alan. huh? Was Allison like, Grimes. Yeah, I was like, she wasn't the best, but y'all could have worked with her. So, yeah, I mean. At, yeah, let me, let me say something on uh, Kentucky politics real quick. So that thing that happened in Great Britain, the same kind of thing happened here where uh last year when we were doing the the governor race Mm -hmm. uh jack conway was running against matt bevan and everybody it seemed like oh lord yeah conway was going to win yeah all of a sudden the next night i look on the tv and this fucking big head bevan won and it's like the voter turnout was low and Eastern Kentucky voted red like they always do. Lexington, Louisville, I think Owensboro voted blue. And this is what happens when you don't get out and vote. You get stuck with people who are trying to dismantle 
the affordable health care in Kentucky, where it was one of the first, it was na- it was praised nationally. Mm-hmm. You get to him. I can go on and on because I'm I cannot fucking stand Matt Bevin. So let me just let me just calm all the way down because I will go on forever about that. Yeah. Just go out and vote, y'all. Yeah, y'all go out and vote, and I hope that what you heard maybe trigger something today. But I'm just saying, we can't afford it. I can't afford it. And I can't afford it. I'm saying we try to get our credit score up. We ain't got time to be trying to deal with these. Oh, just just go out and vote, y'all. Get out of your woes. Get out of your feelings. And realize that we have a bigger a bigger game at play. Right. Everything else. So yeah, that's that's our episode this week. Yeah, that, that sums it up nicely. Just yes. stop being silly. Yeah. And get your ass out there. So any final words, any things that we need to address? Um, just a couple of things. As you was explaining filibuster, if y'all still confused about if you still confused about filibuster, watch scandal. Millie did a filibuster. That exactly. Was, that actually explains it very simple because I think was it Susan came in and she did relieve her, which would as you say, and somebody can relieve you from, and they can do the talking, or whatever. Yeah. So that to me was a filibuster for dummies moment for y'all to understand what a filibuster is. If you didn't know, watch that particular episode. I think it was was it the season finale at that time. Um, it was one of the episodes leading up to one. Yeah. I think. So watch that one when Millie, you can Google Millie filibuster. Watch that. That will help you understand it. Um, also, we will have a website coming in August. Um, so um, the website will host the podcast, but the website will be basically called Megasheen as well. And what it will be is kind of a, a nice spot for queers of color to talk about whatever they want to talk about. It'll be articles. It will be reviews. It will be the podcast. Podcasts will be here. It will be a lot of different things there that we would, we want people to get involved with because it's something for us as queer people of color who are, you know, creators, writers, geeks, nerds, you know, it's for us. So that's coming very soon. We do have a Twitter that's coming. Yeah. Um, and, uh... At Megasheen Pod. Yes, Megasheen Pod. Um, we will have two Twitters. It will be one for Megasheen for the overall, but then one for the pod. So if you have any concerns, any questions, anything that you want to say, or you just want to, you know, challenge us on the pod, you'll be able to do that. That's totally fine. <laughs> um, and we have we have working logos coming. So, um, yeah, we are going to we're trying to get this together. And for those who have been listening, we have. Greatly appreciated the feedback. Greatly appreciate y'all, you know, posting and retweeting this. The love for us right now is really great. So yeah. I really appreciate that. Shout out to um, the Lemonade, Black Girl Nerds, Fan Bros, other people who have mentioned and talked about us um, in some sense of where they retweeted or have listened. We you know we greatly appreciate that. And we do this because we have a lot to say. We're queer. Um, we're geeks and nerds, and we love our people. So, yeah. Uh, my thoughts exactly. Um, thank you for the support, um, the retweets, like you said. Um, everybody on Twitter. Uh, and we're just onward and upward. That's all we can do. 
That's all we can do. And quick shout out to the Muslims who were out there praying with the gay community, out there supporting the gay community um, when the tragedy was happening in Orlando. Big ups to them because they didn't have to be there, but they were there. And we know there's conflicts with, you know, with their belief and and, 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 and us, but they were there. And so right. um, shout out to them. Shout out for Chick-fil-A for also <laughs> being out there, giving them free food. Um, I'll not, keep my side at this uh, Chick-fil-A, but yeah. go on. I mean, I, w- I mean, we not, we'll give you this shout out. We still have, you know, we still have the umbrella against you right now, but we, we still, the fact that you opened on Sunday, you didn't have to do that. That was a nice gesture, so we appreciate that, too. Girl, I guess. I mean, the <laughs> least you can do is give us some chicken. But anyway, <laughs> uh, since it's Pride weekend, um, I'm going to go ahead and go get my life together, uh, have a few drinks, enjoy the uh, parade festival here in Lexington. And if you have a Pride near you, uh, so go to it, support it, go to a drag show. You know, that type of stuff. And, and that's all for me. And, and y'all be safe, too. And be safe. Oh, where can everybody find you on these, uh, this internet? You can find me on Twitter at Wonderman5, two N's. You can find me there. You can find me on Instagram. Um, his name is Victor. And you can find me on Tumblr, um, When Victor Speaks there i need to update those posts but yeah <laughs> you can find me there and where can they find you you guys can find me on instagram and twitter at porter pizzazz all right all right well y'all have a good weekend and we will talk to y'all soon bye bye